Welcome back to the Fire Mark. It is July 14th, 2022. I'm your host, Alex Berg. It has been a while. I apologize to everybody listening out there. Um, had some necessary vacations I had to take, some other stuff going on. It's been kind of a busy summer with the kids being off, but we are back. And uh, let's get into it with our uh, our current events section. So, uh, a lot of things happening in the last couple weeks. We had Roe versus Wade get overturned by the Supreme Court. Um, that's the biggest, well, two of the biggest stories that are going. That's one of them. Um, the problem for me is not necessarily the decision that basically the courts are leaving it back to the states to decide. The problem for me is that the decision overturns a previous decision and past precedent. This was already established by different judges in a different era and a different time. And I personally don't believe that the court has the authority to overturn previous court rulings. Um, I, I don't really understand. I know there were different legal cases that were brought to the attention and different perspectives and so forth. But I think this sets a bad precedent. And, and I know things like this have happened before. I mean, people always talk about uh, Plessy versus Ferguson, which was a Supreme Court case in 1896. Um where they challenged the separate but equal laws and saying that the 14th Amendment applied for racial equality and the Supreme Court ruled that it didn't, that uh, that uh, African-Americans could have equal rights, but they still could be separate. And then, you know, 58 years later, in 1954, Brown versus Board of Ed overturned that in the schools. But it did take the Civil Rights Act of 1964, 10 years after that, to really prohibit true segregation and – you know, I think this is too close of an overruling of a case that's already been established. Um, but be that as it may, it is what it is. Um, but this should be the motivation to make laws guaranteeing the legal right to abortion. Um, you know, this this seems to be what the majority of people want. And if you want it, you know, let's let's take action and do it. You know, change doesn't always happen out of the blue, and it doesn't happen passively. You need to be active, and this is the catalyst and the mo- the motivator to to move us forward. So only only time will tell if people will get off their butts and make it happen or just whine and complain about it like they always do. So we'll follow the story and see what happens over the next couple of weeks. Um, I mean, I know the decision's done, but uh, we'll see. Uh, maybe they can they can create some laws and, and make some change. But the other big story is the January 6th ridiculous hearings keep going on, 7, 8, 9, 12, 15 million of them. Um, the start from the beginning, it was disgusting to me that these hearings started in prime time and they hired a Hollywood producer to make it a television show and went on every freaking network except for like Fox and Fox News. The media is so repulsive and manipulative. I, I, I can watch news anytime I want. It doesn't need to preempt shows that I watch for relaxation. It doesn't need to be like spoon fed to me and forced to my brain. There's a million channels. If I want to watch the 24 hour news cycle, I can do it. You know, kudos to Fox News and Fox for not covering this is the first hearing in prime time. You know, it, actually, I would have enjoyed it better if Fox News did the coverage like Mystery Science Theater style with uh, with Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingraham and Sean Hannity, like commenting. And you just see like the back of their heads, like the shadows and they're making like snide remarks on it. Like that would have been must see television. That would have been hilarious. I wonder if they did that, if that got better ratings than the actual hearing coverage. That would have been funny. But. You know, this is a one-sided hearing. There's not information from both sides, and and that's fine. If that's how they want to present it, you know, the people that are listening or the people that, you know, want to believe that, you know, Trump caused the coup and the insurrection and all that stuff. You know, I don't know. I'm not – I wasn't there, and, you know, but 
for me, I'm ready for the left that wants to go ahead and prosecute Trump to, to shit or get off the pot, to be frank. You know, if if Trump did something wrong, then charge him with a crime and have a trial. If he's guilty, he goes to jail. And if he's not guilty, then shut the front door already. It's it's enough. It's it really is. Uh, in other news, we have um, Anthony Fauci and Justin Trudeau uh, getting covid despite being vaccinated one, two, three, four million times. Yeah, that vaccine is really working for you guys. And, and honestly, the uh, COVID couldn't happen to nicer people. I even like that uh, Fauci tried to take some therapeutic that's only available to like random people like Paxlovid or something like that, which is impossible to find. It was supposed to like limit your symptoms and it actually made it worse. And he got like a recurrence of it. You know, th- this is the person that's that's telling us that we need to mask up and, and lockdowns and all this other stuff. And he can't even manage his own health. Yet he wants to be the responsible for the health of 330 million Americans. Like, go screw yourself, dude. Uh, I was listening to this uh, left-wing host back in April. I mentioned him before on this program. He was saying that there was going to be a COVID surge in June and we were going to go back to masks and restrictions. Well, it's now July 14th and that never happened. You know, this fear-mongering has just gotten out of control. If, if I want to create fear in myself, I'll watch a scary movie. You know, or or better yet, I'll check my investment account on a daily basis to really scare myself. Thanks, Biden, for really helping the economy. In other news, Boris Johnson's out as the prime minister of England. A lot of people in his cabinet were resigning. Uh, I haven't followed the story too closely, but, you know, that's that's pretty big news that, uh, you know, the leader of a country, a major country uh, resigned. So we'll have to follow that and see what's going on over there. Um but in better news in terms of leaders undergoing a change, a man named Anthony Albanese took over for this tyrant Scott Morrison, who was the leader of Australia, with their COVID restrictions and mandates and lockdowns that were just absolutely horrible. So this is the first case that I've seen of people actually rising up and taking back from these dictators. So uh, pay attention, Trudeau and Biden, because you guys are going to be next. And... Pennsylvania this week, uh, there was a Pennsylvania school district that limited student participation to teams aligned with their sex at birth. So thank God for that. So no more of this Leah Thomas crap. You got to participate in the in the sport that you're assigned of the sex at birth. They they also had this other thing that came out just the other day. This Josh Hawley is a senator from Missouri. He was having a discussion for some reason with a law professor at Berkeley, and he was called transphobic by this woman because he said that only women can get pregnant. I mean, that's kind of obvious, isn't it? But now you're transphobic because you're saying that women can only get pregnant? So this, this destruction of women has got to stop. You know, it's, it's absolutely out of control. Uh, women have been fighting for rights forever, and now these trans people want to come in and take over all the terminology and sports and other things away from women. As men, we need to stand up and stand by our women in the fight for equality. It's it's like history is going in reverse with this garbage woke mob. I'm I'm tired of it. Um, on to our idiots of the week. So I've been doing a segment called Idiot of the Week, and we've been off for a while. So I actually got two idiots of the week, even though one happened a while ago. So. 
My first idiot is going to be a man named Barry Burke. So Barry Burke was a prosecutor for Trump's first impeachment, and he was the lead prosecutor for Trump's second impeachment. So I saw him on TV, and he was giving his opinion on the January 6th hearings and saying that the evidence is conclusive, that Trump is guilty and, and he's you know going to go to jail and all this stuff. And I'm like, all right, well, where were you when you had to present this supposed evidence during the impeachment trial? I mean, clearly you're a crappy lawyer who couldn't get the job done, and now you're praising the very information that makes you look like a lazy idiot for not doing your job right the first time? I mean, if you presented this evidence the first time, then you would have had the impeachment. Now you just look like a moron, and you're supporting the same data. What an idiot. So you're idiot number one. And idiot number two is going to go to your friend, my friend, Jimmy Fallon. So the first January 6th hearing, I think it was like on June 9th, and on his show, he said that he watched the hearing and then he had to watch Dateline afterward for something light, like, ha ha, for a joke. Does he not realize that people know that his show is pre-recorded? You know, the hearings were on from like, I don't know, 8 to 10 at night, and he probably tapes the show at 2 or 3 in the afternoon. So even though it airs at 11.30, he, he didn't see it yet. So now you're lying to everybody. And furthermore, he didn't even watch the damn hearings live anyway because that night was game five of the NHL playoffs between the Rangers and the Lightning, and he was at the game, and he was seen on the Jumbotron eating a hot dog. So now you're lying twice. So, Jimmy, you're an idiot of the week, too. So congratulations to our idiots of the week. Anyway, moving on, we got our uh, trivia back. We're going to go back to our uh, $20 Target gift card for the winner. Can answer all three questions correctly. Uh, first person to do so and send me an email. Uh, email address is thefiremark at hotmail.com. So please send me um, the answers to these questions, and I will send you the $20 Target gift card. Our first question in our current events segment is we were talking about Roe versus Wade. So in what year was Roe versus Wade originally decided in the court? That's your question. What year was Roe versus Wade originally decided in the court? That's our current events segment for today, and we will be right back with sports. Cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. Suffocation, no breathing. Don't give a f- if I cut my And welcome back to the Fire Mark. I'm your host, Alex Berg. It is July 14th, 2022. This is our sports segment and a lot of sports going on in the last couple weeks. So I apologize again for taking the hiatus. Um, get right into it. The Colorado Avalanche, they beat this uh, Tampa Bay Lightning for the Stanley Cup four games to two. Um they deserved it. They really were the best team all season, and they proved it out there. And what a ride for Tampa Bay. I'm a big Lightning fan, as many of you I'm sure have shared on the program before. I was fortunate enough to go to games three and four of the finals, and uh, it, was a, it was a great experience. Game three, they won 6-2, to two, the Lightning. Game four went to overtime, and they lost to Colorado. Um, also fortunate enough to go to game six of the uh, Eastern Conference Finals against the Rangers, and that was crazy electric in there. So amazing experience. Um, last year I made a decision that uh, I'm going to try to go to the Stanley Cup Finals every year. Um, 
fortunately, it was easy for me the last two years because I only had to go to Tampa. But we'll see what happens as we go along, and uh, it should be fun. Experience some new cities, some new fans. And, um, you know, I'm proud of the Bolts dynasty. You know, they won the President's Trophy in 19, even though they got swept in the first round. But they avenged that loss to the uh, Blue Jackets in 20. Won the Cup in the Bubble uh, Tournament in, in 20. Won last year in 21. Made it all the way to the finals. 11 straight series wins, which is incredible considering the salary cap era. Um, doubt you'll ever see that again. That was really, really incredible. And, um you know, they keep losing players year after year. It just happens with the free agency. I just saw today that Andre Palat, one of the uh, key players, he played okay in the regular season, but he, he really stepped it up in the playoffs. So a lot of crucial plays and goals. Finding the uh, front of the net and scoring goals with like under a minute left in a couple of the playoff games. So he left. He signed with the Devils. Um, a lot of uh, NHL free agencies open. A lot of interesting moves going on. A lot of big players switching teams. I can't remember seeing such big players switch teams in any other sport. I mean, it's kind of crazy, but um, maybe it happens in football like a little bit. But a lot, a lot of big players are moving around. Um, basketball, Golden State won the NBA title. Um, I don't really follow out of NBA. I did tune on like the fourth quarter. They're standing around and doing nothing. It's not the NBA. I used to be in the NBA big in the nineties. You know, I was a I was a Knicks fan. Ewing, you, you had him going off against the Bulls. You had the Heat Knicks rivalry with Zoe and Larry Johnson and and uh, what was that guy? The coach that was like grabbing onto the ankles. Um, I forgot his name. Anyway, Van Gundy. Jeff Van Gundy came to me. Um, it was, it was better. They just standing around, they fake flopping all over the place. I mean, I like Steph Curry a lot, but there's just no defense and too much chucking threes and no strategy or hustle. And, you know, when they won the championship, it was like the weakest, like celebration, like I've ever seen. I, I don't know. I, I really think that sport needs, needs a lot of improvement, but I don't even know how they're going to do it. They're going away from what I remember. Um, major league baseball, uh, big Yankees fan, the Yankees, Aaron judge are crushing it this year. Um, still too early to get really, really excited though. I know they have a 14 game lead on the Rays, uh, but there's lots of rounds in the playoffs now and a lot of teams make it and, you know, we'll, we'll see. I don't know if Boone is the manager that can get it done, um, in the playoffs. So, I mean, they should make the playoffs barring a massive collapse, but you know, uh, a team gets hot or some hot pitching and then, you know, you could have a five game series and you're out really quick. So time will tell, see what happens. I've said on the program before, I'm a big Carolina Panthers fan. I've season tickets for their games. I'm a crazy man going up to North Carolina to Charlotte, uh, 500 miles away to root for my team, but it is what it is. And super excited they got Baker Mayfield. I know he's been inconsistent with the Browns, and he's had some shoulder injuries and so forth, but from the garbage that we have a quarterback, it's definitely an upgrade, and they got him for nothing. It was a steal. They gave up like a late-round pick in a future draft, and they only have to pay a third of his salary. They, He's $15 million. The Browns are stuck with $10 million of it, and they only have to pay $5 million. I mean, like amazing deal for this guy. And, and the best part about it is that they play the Browns in week one, and we all know that Deshaun Watson is probably going to get suspended uh, by the NFL regardless of whatever happens with his criminal stuff with the sexual allegations with all these women. So you probably got like a third-string quarterback like Jacoby Brissett is going to start for the Browns. And, you know, Baker's going to be hot and heated after that went south. So I can't wait to see Baker play the Browns week one. It's going to be crazy in that stadium. So super excited for that. Um and then some college football news. USC and UCLA are moving to the Big Ten, supposedly. 
I don't know, college football is getting a little out of control trying to build these mega conferences. There's no regulation. The NCAA doesn't govern anything. It's all the conferences and the money and the TV contracts with the individual conferences. And I'm afraid this expansion is going to eventually frustrate fans and turn people off. I, I, I just I think it's just getting too big and too out of control. Um, you know, too much controversy, too much playing around for money and not true athletics and the name, image, and likeness. While I agree in a way, like, it just, I, I don't know. It, it It's a lot. It's a lot for me, and I, I just, I, I hope they're not damaging a sport that I love, but we'll see, so... Anyway, that's our sports update, so I didn't forget about the trivia and our trivia section today. So um, the Colorado Avalanche won the Stanley Cup. So your trivia question for this week is, what former Avs player who won two previous Stanley Cups with the Colorado Avalanche as a player now serves as their GM? Actually, I think today he just got shifted from GM to Director of Hockey Operations so he was the general manager and built the team so they can win the cup, even though technically today he's the director of hockey operations. So, But he constructed a team that won this Stanley Cup, and he was a player on their previous two Stanley Cup winning teams. So who is that player? That's your trivia question for our sports section this week, and we will be right back with entertainment. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fire Mark. I'm your host, Alex Berg. It is July 14, 2022, and this is our entertainment section. So, we're hearing the Star Wars theme. We're jumping right into Obi-Wan. Uh, spoilers ahead, so turn it off if you haven't seen it. But um, in the last episode, I think I reviewed, we reviewed seasons one and two with a couple of my friends. Uh, I finished the series out. It was amazing. I loved it. I know there were a lot of haters out there. I don't care. I thought it was amazing. Um, especially episodes five and six. Vader using his force to to uh, hold an entire spaceship back. And, and episode six, the final battle with the rocks with Obi-Wan and, and Vader. And he slices his helmet and his uh, Anakin's voice goes back and forth between Anakin and Vader and, I mean, especially the line when he's like, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker, I did. Amazing. Awesome. Um, little cameos by the Emperor and uh, Qui-Gon Jinn at the end. Fantastic show. Um, crazy story that I read about it, too, was that the whole episode of the series actually stems from one particular line in Return of the Jedi. So what happened was um, they hired this writer... They wanted to do um, an Obi-Wan trilogy of movies. So they hired a guy to come in and write a, like a screenplay for, or a story for the first one. So he comes in and he was going to write a story for the first one. But then they were going to cancel the project altogether because Solo uh, did bad in the theaters. And because of the reshoots and they had to have two different directors, it actually lost money. So they kind of scrapped the project. And the guy came in and he's like, listen, you can't scrap the project. And I'm going to tell you why. It's because of one line in Return of the Jedi. And they're like, oh, what's that? And so there's a scene in Return of the Jedi where... Luke turns himself in to Darth Vader and says, there's still good in you, Father. I can feel it. And Vader says, Obi-Wan uh, once felt the same as you. And we never saw that. 
I mean, the last time we saw Obi-Wan and Vader was their fight on Mustafar, where Obi-Wan left him for dead. There was no dialogue to indicate that Obi-Wan still thought that there was good in Vader. And, you know, we needed – we that just kind of alluded to the fact that they had to meet again at some point between Return uh, between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. So I was glad they finally showed that. They had a couple other lines that met with the continuity. Um, I loved sh- seeing young Luke and Leia and, you know, it established the canon that, um, you know, in, in, in a new hope, uh, Luke is aware of Ben Kenobi. So it's not like he doesn't know who he is. He's aware of him. And, uh, you know, in this one, it shows them meeting when, when Luke was 10 years old. So, um, fantastic show. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend, I might even give it a second viewing. Um, I loved it. Awesome. Went the other day to see uh, Top Gun Maverick again in the theater for the second time. And believe it or not, it was better the second time. I mean, it created suspense and scenes that I already knew the outcome of. And it's very hard for a movie to do that. Um, I was on the edge of my seat and I knew when the planes were going to blow up and the helicopters were going to blow up and everything. So uh, just a fantastic movie. Way better than the first one. Of course, you need the first one for the second one because of the whole dynamic with Goose and Rooster and, and everything like that. But... Uh, fantastic movie, well-written, acted, uh, screenplay, everything. Um, going to, uh, they had some flashback movies over the summer, uh, some old school stuff. So they were showing the Indiana Jones movie. So went and saw Raiders of the Lost Ark in the theater. I thought it was funny because like a lot of people sit and they talk about, um, there was a thing on the Big Bang Theory that was talking about how Indiana Jones is not relevant to the plot of Raiders of the Lost Ark because, the Nazis would have discovered the Ark and opened it up and all killed themselves regardless if Indy was in the movie or not. And then you watch the movie and I'm just like, well, hold up. In the beginning of the movie, these government agents come to recruit Indy because they think that he has a lead on to find Abner Ravenwood and find the headpiece of the Staff of Ra, which is what the Nazis are looking for. So they don't know that Abner's dead. They don't know that Marion has it, and they have no idea where Marion is because she's in the middle of Nepal. So Indy knows where where she is, and in fact, when he goes on a plane to go visit Marion to try to find Abner, the the creepy German guy with the black hat is on the plane, like spying on him, and it shows that. So Indy was critical on it because he's the one that leads the the Germans to all the stuff. If it wasn't for him, they never would have found you know, the map room or, or figured out where it was unless they just took years to just dig up the whole area. So I find that stupid and, and flawed and, and, and it just proves that Indian Jones was important. So anyway, moving on, a lot of, a lot of news about some stuff coming out. Um, there's going to be a new animated Ghostbusters series in development for Netflix with, uh, Jason Reitman. Uh, it's Ivan Reitman's son and Jason Reitman also directed Ghostbusters Afterlife. So, That'll be cool to see, uh, continue and rebuild some interest in the Ghostbusters stuff. Also, there's going to be a sequel announced, I think, just the other day uh, to Ghostbusters Afterlife. Looks like it's scheduled for Christmas of 2023. So that's pretty cool. And uh, what else? Uh, there was a, uh, there's a new Predator movie. It's called Prey. I might have mentioned it before on the show. Uh, so it's a prequel. I think it takes place in the 1700s. It's going to be about a Native American tribe and hunting a Predator. Um, hopefully it somehow ties in with the already established canon. But it looks pretty cool, like going back to the forests and, and some of the scenes like uh, or the motif of the original movie. 
Um, so that's dropping on Hulu, I believe, on August 4th. And then also on August 4th, um, it looks like there's going to be a new Beavis and Butthead series. There's a trailer that just came out, I think, today. Looks pretty funny. Um, they also have that new movie, Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe. I think that's on Paramount+. Plus. And I saw some uh, the trailer for that, and that looks funny too. So I don't know. I'm a Beavis and Butthead fan. I'm a, I'm a child from back in the day. And, um, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff coming out, a lot of nostalgia. I mean, between Ghostbusters and Beavis and Butthead, Predator, Raiders of Lost Ark, Maverick, all of this stuff. I mean, everything is just kind of going back to our youth, and, and I think that's really cool. I really, I really kind of enjoy that. So, um Oh, there's our closing music for uh, this week, so let me get to our trivia question. Um, Beavis and Butthead, I just said they're having a new series that's coming out on August 4th. So your trivia question for today in entertainment, what two rock bands are featured on Beavis and Butthead's shirts? So Butthead has one rock band, Beavis has another. I want the name of both of the rock bands that are featured on Beavis and Butthead's shirts. So Make sure that you get the answers to all three trivia questions, one in each, the current events, sports, and entertainment. Uh, email me the answers to thefiremark at hotmail.com, and the first person to get them all correct and send it to me uh, will win a $20 Target gift card. And in the next episode, I found out some interesting information. I'll be discussing a strategy that I found in order to ride the toll roads in Orlando. It might actually work on any toll roads, but definitely in Orlando, essentially for free. So if you're local to the Orlando area and you're curious to find a way to ride the toll roads for free, a legal way to do it, um, check out the next episode. Make sure not to miss it. And thank you again, as always, for listening. And we will catch you next time on The Fire Mark. If I could.